Hey, Pastor Kevin Wallace here from Redemption to the Nation's Church, and I believe today God has given me a word that is going to speak to your life. Listen, we need strength and we need comfort, and today we're going to find it in the Word of God. Hang on, and I'll see you at the end of this message for prayer. Receive the word. Today is a new day. Are you excited to be in church today? You do realize that you bought a ticket to see the Lakers and LeBron James is not playing, right? You bought a ticket to see the Braves and Freddie Freeman is not in the lineup, right? You do realize that I am not Kevin Wallace. I did not lose all my hair into a cul-de-sac overnight. He has perfect hair and I have hair envy and I am jealous. He's not with us today and some of you came because you saw him go viral last week. Some of you, this is your first time in the house because you said, I got to go hear that guy. And you got here and he's not here. But I believe God gives specific assignments at specific times. And if you'll help me out a little bit, I believe we'll get something out of today's message. Can you get with me today? Amen. Amen. Well, I'm honored. It's always an honor. It's uh, specifically this week is even more of an honor. It, it's tougher because of what happened last week. I can't promise you what will or won't happen at the end of service because we're gonna have a special time of prayer. What I probably can predict prophetically is that I probably won't go viral saying shut up in the name of Jesus. Aren't you grateful for a truth teller that deals with issues? I am thankful and I am grateful. And I was thinking about it today Pastor Kevin's ministering today, and Lord, in Jesus' name, speak through our pastor. Let his voice be heard all over the world as it has this week. Touch those that he's speaking to. Anoint him today in Jesus' name. Amen. He texted me this morning, and he was, you know, encouraging me. And I got to be honest with you, it ticked me off. And I told him, I said, it's always tough to follow you, but it's even tougher to follow you this week. It's a hard challenge to follow you when the man goes viral because the only reason he went viral is because he told the truth. Amen? And here's what I would rather have. I would rather have that expectation level being at the Kevin Wallace and Devin Wallace level every week and every now and then have to hear a pinch hitter than to have it down here like this and every now and then Kevin Wallace comes in. Wouldn't you? We get to hear him every week and we are so blessed and I'm so honored, and today we're going to have a good time, but I do believe that it's a specific assignment. I believe the Lord has told me a specific message for such a time as this, and I want to ask you this. I'm going to go, I, I, I'm just going to, I'm going to back down out of preacher mode, and I'm going to go into teacher mode. Is that okay? I feel like the Lord wants me to teach today. See, here's what I believe. I believe that it's a specific assignment. I want to ask you this question today. How many of you started or are starting school somewhere at some level, elementary, middle, high, college, graduate studies, you're starting or started school last week, would you stand with me? You're a student of some type. If you are a parent of a student at any level that started or is starting school this week, please stand. If you are a grandparent of a student at any level that is starting school this week or last week, please stand. 
If you are a teacher, an educator, in any level of education, please stand. I want you to look around. You can sit down. This is my assignment today. We are starting a new school year this year. We are starting a new life this week. And those of you that didn't stand, let me help you out. You are headed into the fourth quarter of this year. In the business world, we call it Q4. We're wrapping up Q3, heading into Q4, and you are going into finalizing and finishing what you've already started. God has a plan for you. God's going to do a work in you. Today, I want to teach you. And I'm, going to stay, I'm going to stay real close to my notes. I'm a teacher by trade. Got into ministry after 15 years in the classroom. But I'm excited about what the Word has showed me this week. And uh, I do have a book. You saw that start here, Go Anywhere. If you're a student and you want a book, you want to start school, I don't care what level, come get it. They're free. Give, come get it. I'm giving them away. You cannot buy one. Today, I did not bring them. They're not in the lobby. You want to buy one, go to Amazon. Have a great year. Go to Amazon. Go to barnesandnoble.com, walmart.com. I don't care where you go. I don't sell anything. I don't want anything from you. I want to sow that into you. As you turn to Joshua 24:15, turn to Joshua 24:15. My message, I hope, is relevant to those of you that did not stand. My assignment is one of encouragement to everyone under the sound of my voice. Welcome, Athens. We love Athens. Pastors Chris and Amy, Pastors Devin and Ingrid, we're honored that you're with us. And you're starting school in McMahon County. You guys had a big football game Friday night with McMahon Central, McMahon County. We won't talk about who won that game. We really don't care because we're in Hamilton County. But we love you. And we're excited about those of you that joined online and those of you that are first-timers online, text that word guest because you probably found Pastor on TikTok and those half a million views. Thank you for joining us today. Look at somebody next to you and say this. I choose to speak positive about you and your family, about my church about my pastor. I choose to speak positive, to build up, and even brag on to everyone I know about today's guest speaker. Tim Ashley gave me an amen. You know how hard this is, don't you? <laughs> Not here to make any political statements. We got all that covered, but I'm excited about what is going to take place in today's message. My assignment is one of encouragement, the lesson to start school and finishing Q4 this year. My 20-year-old college student said something that rocked my world this week. She said, Daddy, I'm a junior in college. Any college students here? We got any college students here? Raise your hand if you're a college student. Lots of college students here. Where you go? Yell it out. Where you go? What college? What? UTC, Chattanooga State, Lee University. 
Brian College. My daughter said, Daddy, I'm a third year college student, a junior in college. And she said, I haven't had a normal year yet. My educational process has been abnormal since I started college. They shut it down at the end of 2020, and we all know why. They did a hybrid and Zoom classes all of 2020, 2021, and we all know why. We all got excited because we thought we were beyond all this, and it looks like there could be limitations again this year. But nothing under God's control is ever out of God's control. That's what I want to tell you today. So as you turn to Joshua 24, 15, if they'll put that up because my eyes are dim. And that's hard for me to read, this font. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose. Circle that word, highlight that word, scribble beside that word, choose. For yourselves this day, today, August 22nd, today, whom you will serve. Whether the gods of your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in the land of which you are living. But as for me and my household, what? Say it again. What that means is I am the priest of my home. And if you're going to live in my house, you're going to serve the Lord. My wife, my two daughters, and myself, none of us are anywhere near perfect. But when we fail, we get up, we dust ourselves off, we repent, we ask for forgiveness, and we ask God, don't let us slip like that again. Let us learn the lesson that we should learn from this and empower us to live a lifestyle of holiness. Are you with me? As for me and my house... We're going to serve the Lord. You have a choice today. The choice is up to you. Thank you, Seth. We have a choice. The choice is up to you. What does that mean? That means that nobody can make that choice for you. That means it's incumbent upon you to make a conscious decision, to make a choice, to follow Jesus Christ. Nobody can make that for you. God is almighty. God could mandate it. God could say, you will follow me because I made you. But he doesn't do that. He leaves the choice up to us. Today, you have a choice. Are you going to follow Christ? Are you going to live in the world? Who we live for decides how we live and what we stand for. Therefore, what we will fall for. Choose you this day. Make a new start. Today, I'm asking you to make a new start. Wherever you are, understand something. Wherever I am, understand something. I'm not there yet. I have not arrived. You have not arrived. You are not there yet. We can all constantly improve, right? See, here's, here's how I look at it. It's a simple mathematical equation called your part and his part. See, everybody wants to be thin, but no one wants to diet. We all want to make more money, but we really don't want to work more hours. We have to do our part in order to release him to do his part. I've told you this before. I'm about 15 pounds over my playing weight in college. It's all settled right here. It's called the BCL, below the Cheetos line. I can't look at God and say, God, 
I want you to take 15 pounds off my waistline right now. You're all powerful. You said all things are possible. You said I can do all things through Christ. Do it right now in Jesus' name. Did he do it? Shame on you. No, he didn't do it. Why didn't he do it? Because I didn't do my part. I can't eat Cheetos and pray that God will turn that Cheeto into a carrot as it passes over the esophageal tube and give me nutritional value and give me an eight-pack, a six-pack, an eight-pack, whatever right here where this BCL is. I have to do my part. And here's what I want you to understand today. This is critically important. Your part is so minor. Your part is minimal. Your part is to trust and believe. All you got to do is believe. You got to have faith. His part, when you do your part, his part is monumental. It's exponential. What do you mean, Richie? I don't even understand those words. Here's, here's how the economy works, God's economy. If I ask you a simple mathematical question and say, what is five plus two? You would say, yeah, you'd say seven. You know what God says? Five plus two is 5,000 because he took what they give him, five loaves and two fish, and he fed 5,000. It's not only 5,000 math teachers, it's 5,000 with a remainder of 12. What are the 12? The 12 baskets of leftovers. He took five and two, fed 5,000, had a carryover remainder of 12. My wife said one day we were riding down the road and we were talking about the miracles of Jesus. And when this came up, she said, hey, Rich, why do you think God left 12? Why do you think Jesus left 12 baskets of, of leftovers? I said, I don't know. It's not important. Understand, he fed 5,000 with five baskets and two loaves. She said, yeah, but there were 12 left over. I said, it doesn't matter. That's not what the story's about. She says, it does matter. She said, what if those 12 leftover baskets were for the 12 disciples to have a carryout bag? Have a little leftovers for lunch the next day. That's how my wife thinks. Here's what I would say to you today. Jesus did this. He started where he was. He used what he had. And he did what only he could do. Today, as you enter school, as you enter Q4, as you finish what you started, as you make a new start, here's what I would challenge you to do. Start right where you are today. Choose you this day. Commit yourself more fully and more intimately to Jesus than you ever had before. Get on your knees and ask God to make this the best year in school that you've ever had before. We're going to pray afterwards the end of the service, we're going to have a special time of prayer for students and teachers and educators. But the next thing is, use what you have. Well, I don't have all that. I don't have all the advantages that some have. I, I don't have the giftings that some. I don't test out as high as some others. God, for whatever reason, didn't give me all that. Use what you have. Do what you can do. And then trust God to do the rest. I always say this, I'm going to invest, and he'll do the rest. I do that in every aspect of life. If you invest, he will do the rest. Some of you that have been financially successful, you know where it came from. It came from God Almighty. You invested, and he did the rest. Start where you are. Use what you have. Do what you can do. His exponential return is waiting on you. 
Well, where did all this start, Richie? You got that book, it's start here, go anywhere. I believe that. You can start here and go anywhere. Where did it all start? It all started in the book of Genesis. It all started right here. Teachers, you got textbooks. This is the textbook. This overrides anything that you're given to teach, whether you want to teach it or you're forced to teach it. This right here overrides it because this book says this, Genesis 1-1. How does it start? It starts this way. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. If you don't believe that, stop right there because if you don't believe that, we cannot help you. We cannot help you. If you do not believe in the beginning, God created the heaven and earth, the infallible, inspired word of God, literal, not figurative, literal word of God, that's what this book says. That's what you're choosing today. This is the filter, the base, and the foundation of every choice that you ever make. Run it through this process right here. Understand that. And I'm, I don't get political. But in this day of when we're told to follow the science, I am a science guy. I have a bachelor's of science. I have a master's degree science. I took kinesiology, anatomy, physiology, botany. I took every science that there possibly could be. But I have a problem when scientists can't agree on the same summation of what's taking place. And some of those scientists want to tell me that we evolved from apes and tadpoles. That's not what this book says. This book says we are fearfully and wonderfully made. In the image of Christ Jesus, my Christ Jesus ain't no hairy ape. Now you can judge me and say I ain't sure where you came from, but I can promise you that that beautiful little blonde right there, she didn't come from no stinky ape. My wife, she's bad. She is fine. Shut up, Luther Vandross. <laughs> Be quiet, earth, wind, and fire. <laughs> God help me. Back to creation. It's the infallible word of God. Another one of my wife's revelations. One day she needs to preach because she's actually a lot better than I am. I believe God can use women to preach, don't you? I believe when Devin Wallace gets up here, it's anointed. She said, Richie, what, what's the difference in the Word and the world? Again, I'm like, I don't know, babe. You, you're too deep. You're way over my head. Uh, what, what are you, where are you going with this? She said, the only difference in the Word and the world is one letter. That one letter happens to be the letter L. Be in the world, not of the world. How do we do life? How do we measure success? What are the metrics? I'm a numbers guy. I got to see numbers. My staff knows you better bring me numbers. We better be growing. If you're not growing, you're dying. You got to be growing. You got to be going up. You got to do this. World versus word. One letter. That one letter is L. If you measure things in wins and losses, W's and the word has no L. 
because the word has never lost. The world is lost. The word is undefeated. This is the textbook. It's the infallible word of God. Live in the world, but do not be of the world. One letter. Hebrews 12, 2 says this, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. What does that mean? That, in, in the Richie Hughes translation, that means that he's the author of this book, that he wrote this book. God ordained and wrote this book. He wrote the introduction. He wrote every chapter, and he wrote, most importantly, he wrote the conclusion. For we know how this thing ends, right? Chaos, confusion, God's in control. He's in control of it all. Time when common sense is controversial, this is the answer. We know how this book ends. And today I tell you that not only has he written this book, but I believe that he's written a book about every one of you. Every one of you, for it says in Jeremiah 1.5, before, say that word, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I had already known you. I had set you apart. See, he's written this book, but he's also written a book about every one of you before you were ever created, before it ever happened. So back to Genesis, Adam and Eve had it all. They lived in a constant state of nirvana. It was euphoric. They had it all and it wasn't enough. Imagine being in the Garden of Eden. All your needs are met. It's perfection. And in the night, the cool of the day, God Almighty himself would come and walk and talk with Adam and Eve. And it wasn't enough. I'm a, I'm a visual guy. And I have to see things in modern days. I, I can't do sci-fi movies. I, I have a hard time with fiction. I have to see it the way I have to see it in real terms. And the way I would picture it, and this is an understatement. Understand that this is a gross understatement. But it's the only way that I can see it. I see it this way. I see Sam Walton and the Walton family calling me and saying, Richie, we own Walmarts, thousands of them all over the world. You go in any Walmart, anywhere, and you take anything you want, anytime you want it, and you owe me nothing. Go over here and get you some steak and seafood, get you some donuts. Thank God for donuts. Can we just take a praise break for donuts? Can you thank God for that little place on East Brainerd Road with that light that says hot now? That's the BCL right there. Take anything you want. Go back to the TVs. Get you smart TVs. Get you iPads. Get you AirPods. Get you clothes. Get you shoes. Go get you new fishing rods. Go over here and get you a new bike out of the toys. Go get you whatever you want. Lawnmowers. It's all yours. But there is a broom closet in the back. It's real small. It's got a mop in it, and it's got an apple in it. Just don't go in that little room. That's all I'm asking, Richie. I'm Sam Walton. I own it all. You can have anything you want, more than enough, all your needs to be met, anything that you possibly could want. Stay out of that little broom closet. Can you do that, Rich? It wasn't enough. See, the tempter came in. Book of Genesis tells us that the tempter came in and tempted Eve. Says, you won't die. He's lying to you. You eat that apple, it tastes good. You won't die. All it means is that you'll know what he knows. So 
go ahead and take that bite. Eve succumbed. Eve tempted Adam. Adam fell. And here's what's happened. As a result of that one action, going in that one broom closet, you and I have suffered the consequences. Every generation has suffered the consequences. There was no pain. There was no sickness. There was no there were no boots, Tori. Tori's up here singing in a boot. There were no boots. There were no ankle surgeries like I had. There was no pandemic until the fall of man took place. There was no such thing. It was perfection. But you and I have had to suffer for the sins of Adam and Eve. Uh, my children, your children, your grandchildren, it's a curse that is generational that is passed on that we would never have had to suffer for had they not fallen. Your choices impact everyone around you. The people that are most impacted by your choices are those that you love the most. Those that you love the most are most impacted. Well, what do you mean? If my wife and I have a disagreement, it hurts my children. It bothers them. It, it causes angst and worry. If I am a drug addict or a porn addict or an alcoholic, it affects my family, the people that I love the most. My choices have impact. What happened was that Eve listened to the wrong voice. Adam listened to Eve when you listen to the wrong voices, you'll make the wrong choices 100% of the time. Let's look at this process. Why did Adam and Eve make the wrong choice? See, I believe that every choice prompts one of two results. Choices made equal consequences paid. Choices made equals a reward that is gained. You make the wrong choice, you suffer the consequences. Right choice, you receive the reward. Right always receives rewards. Every choice has a reward or a consequence. Today, examine your choices. How are you doing? What kind of choices are you making? Are you choosing this day to serve the Lord? Just like Adam and Eve, our choices impact everyone around us, especially those we love the most. Well, you say, Richie, grace covers a multitude of sin, and you are 100% correct. 70 times 7. I get it. I'm with you. But grace does not preclude you from suffering the consequences of the sins that you created while here on earth. We are forgiven. We can have eternal security. We can go live with Jesus. We can walk the streets of gold. But we make poor choices. It can cost you everything while you live here on earth. I look at it this way, Luke 17, 11. Can you put that up, Chad? Luke 17, 11. Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, 10 men, say 10, had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out with a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. How many said that? 10. When he saw them, he said, go show yourselves to the priest. And as they went, they were what? Cleansed. Keep going. One. Say that. 
One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back, praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him, and he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, we're not all ten cleansed? I, you know, again, I'm, I'm visual, so I'm, he knows the answer, right? This is hypothetical. He knows exactly what he's saying, but in, in modern day, I'd be like, hey, where, did I miss something? I know I healed all ten of y'all. Where, where are the other nine? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Here's what I want to say to you. Rise and go. Your faith has made you well. One translation says your faith has made you whole. One translation says your faith has made you complete. One translation says you are healed in completion. Consequences say this. Here's what I believe happened. Those other nine, because of the choices that they made, they didn't come back and give all glory and praise to Jesus. They were healed. They went off celebrating. They didn't come back and say, thank you. You know what happened? I think that those that lost limbs, fingers, toes, legs, and arms still had no arms, legs, toes, and fingers because they weren't made whole. But the one that came back was completed he was made whole simply because he chose to go back and throw his feet, throw himself at the feet of Jesus and say, thank you. All praise, all glory to you. We haven't arrived yet, have we? We're not there yet. It's not what we do. It's what he does. Our part is minimal. His part is monumental. I throw my feet, hands and feet at the feet of Jesus and he makes me complete. He heals my disease. Some of you have been healed from cancer. You are cancer free. Give God the glory. Some of you have been freed from addiction. Give God the glory. Amen? Some of you still have scars. That's an earthly scar based on a choice that you made. But you can be forgiven. You can cast all your cares on him because he cares for you. Choose Jesus. Receive the reward. You know, I, I look at it this way. We talk a lot about the big sins. But what about those that are not as predominant in our life? What about lying? What about gossip? See, I, I was raised in a pretty strict home in the Church of God, Cleveland, Tennessee, the Vatican City, the headquarters. <laughs> My uncle was the general overseer. President of Lee College. That's how I was raised. My dad was my high school principal. Y'all feel sorry for me yet? <laughs> all that means I could, I could not mess up. It was like, I was like Tupac, all eyes on me. <laughs> Everywhere I went. My dad knew my grades before I got home. I'd get home dinner time. Hey, how, how'd you do on your English test? Dad, I think I did pretty good. You made 84, boy. How'd you know that? Your teacher told me. The way I was raised, we were taught you couldn't have premarital sex because it might lead to dancing. (laughs) 
I couldn't hit the whoa. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't socially acceptable where I lived. Couldn't do it. I'm sorry. Back to the word. I got in the world there for a minute. Back to the word. Took that L. God is good. His mercy endures forever. His grace covers a multitude of sin. He loves us. The older I get, the more I love him. The more I'm forgiven of, the more I, more, more I love him. The more I watch this world go the wrong direction, the more I lean on him. God is good. God is the greatest. This process of choice, whom you will serve, it's the filter. See, I wake up every morning and I have to make choices. I choose to shut the alarm off and get out of bed, or I choose to hit snooze. I choose to go to uh, Chick-fil-A and get a, a cheese chicken biscuit and uh, milk and orange juice and tater tots, or I choose to maybe drink coffee and eat a banana. All those choices have a result. They all make a difference in my life. They're, they're minor, Richie. They're minor. No, they're, 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 they make a difference. Every choice you make makes a difference. I get up every morning and I thank God for that little blonde laying next to me, my helpmate, my soulmate. I thank God that I've got a partner that is willing to do life with me, spend time with me. Then I move into thanking God for my 22-year-old. Thank God for my 20-year-old. I pray blessings over them. I pray that today, God, you would give them all the desires of their heart as they follow you. I pray that they would live a holy life. God, surround them with the right people. Remove the wrong in Jesus' name. Let them give their best effort to everything that they do, God, and reward that effort. Reward the right. And God, when they do wrong, slap them around a little bit. Don't let them go the wrong direction. Redirect them. Thank God for my mom and dad, a heritage of faith. They're fourth-generation Pentecostal spirit-filled. I'm fifth-generation Pentecostal spirit-filled. My kids are sixth-generation Pentecostal spirit-filled, unapologetically spirit-filled. Shout you down, run the aisles, jump the pews. I believe if, if, if this were biblical times that the media would cover Adam and Eve. That's all you would see is how she messed up, then he messed up, then they messed up, then it caused us to mess up, and we're all going to die. But you know who the media would not cover? They wouldn't cover Abraham. See, Adam and Eve made one choice that affected us and impacted us in one way negatively, but Abraham made a choice that has impacted all of us generationally. Abraham did just the opposite. The Bible calls Abraham the friend of God. Paul's right there. That was his legacy. Adam and Eve's legacy, the fall of man. Abraham, friend of God, father of many nations. Let me give you just a little scriptural context. Genesis 21 says that, to Abraham, God is with you in all. Say all. 
all that you do. Genesis 24 says, Abraham was old, but the Lord had blessed him in every, say every, every way. Hebrews 6 says this, having waited patiently. I, I, I can't do that one. Having waited patiently, he obtained the promise. For the promise of God is yes and amen. Positive choices. What will your legacy be? What will you be remembered for? What choices have you made and are you making that will define your legacy? What are you leaving for your children and their children? What did Abraham leave for his children? Genesis 12, 2 says, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. You shall be a blessing, and I will bless those who bless you. And watch this. I will curse those who curse you. That means God's got my back. That means he's going to bless those who bless me. Those of you that stayed and didn't leave when LeBron James didn't play today. Freddie Freeman, some of y'all walked out the door. You're missing the blessing. Bless those who bless you, but he says, I will curse those who curse you. I don't have to get them back. I don't have to respond to negative posts on Facebook. I don't even have Facebook. I don't have to respond to negativity when people say things negative. God's got my back. I will bless those who bless you, curse those who curse you. God Almighty, the creator of it all, has my back. Understand this about waiting patiently. I told you that's a challenge for me. Patience. Anybody else struggle with patience? I have a hard time. I'm going to go ahead and ask you for forgiveness. If, if I'm ever tailgating you on the road, please forgive me. <laughs> Just please forgive me. I have a hard time. Um, so please forgive me. If you look in your rearview mirror and see this dome, just say, Father, forgive him for he know not what he do. patiently waiting. You know what your waiting season is? It's not a wasted season. God is working on you. It takes time to develop you. Don't make a temporary, temporary decision for satisfaction that causes you permanent damage. Temporary satisfaction is not worth permanent damage. Choose, that word choose. My books start here, go anywhere, but the subtitle is Making Good Choices and Recovering from Bad Ones. It's all about choices. Choose today. Here's what I want you to write down. Choose what you, young people, choose what you want most over what you want now. Choose what you want most over what you want now. Temporary satisfaction can cause permanent destruction. Book of James says that Abraham believed God. He was known as the friend of God. He did his part. What was his part? His part was to believe, trust, and obey. Adam and Eve did not. You know the rest of the story. Our job is to trust in the Lord with all our heart, lean not on our own understanding. What about an inheritance? What did Abraham leave for his children? It says that, all the families on the earth will be blessed because of you. This is what the news would never cover. The positive, the blessings, a generational blessing. Abraham believed God. He did the minimum and he got the monumental. It's a generational blessing. 
that is passed on. See, it says in Genesis 18, all nations are blessed because of you. In Genesis 26, it says, I will give your descendants all of this land. As I age, I got to talk to the teachers at RKSM, our great school. If you're a K-12 through parent, we have a great school here, spiritually minded, a Christ-centered school, great educational value. I got to spend time with them. And what I believe is this, I just believe that we can be a generational blessing to the children that we teach. We can teach them the Word of God unapologetically and do that and pass on a generational blessing. Leave them an inheritance. As I have hit the midlife mellow, <laughs> some would call uh, midlife meltdown. Some people have midlife crisis. I, I thank God I don't think I'm there yet. I've had a midlife mel mellow, though. I constantly think about what can I pass on as an inheritance to my children. I, I want to bless them in such a way that they'll still have to work, but they'll never do without. That's the financial side, but spiritual legacy. I want them to know Jesus Christ. I want them to be full of the Holy Spirit. I want them to love church. I want them to find men in their lives that they eventually marry that love Jesus and love them like I love their mother. That's the generational blessing that I seek for my children, who choices impact my girls, the choices I make each day, how do they impact my 22-year-old who's here today, and I would never embarrass her, but she said not long ago, Dad, I don't know how, when I get married, how do I even think about bringing a child into this mess? See, because social media tells her that we're all going to die. There's no hope. We have no hope because social media doesn't understand that Jesus Christ is the answer, that this book is the answer, that we know how this book ends, and nothing under God's control is ever out of control. So here's what I looked up to share with my daughter. Isaiah 59 says this, Surely the arm of the Lord is not too short to save, nor is his ear too dull to hear. Psalm 121 says, my strength, my help is in the Lord. He will guard or watch over every area of my life. He always will forevermore. It doesn't say in 2021 when it looks dim, when, when there's problems overseas and we, we got folks that can't get out of Afghanistan and we got, we got an earthquake in Haiti and we got a hurricane in New York and, and we got a pandemic that's resurfacing. It doesn't say that it's just going to end that way. That's not what it says. It says, surely. It says, forevermore. It says, my help and my strength comes from the Lord. You say, but I don't understand, Richie. I don't understand a lot of things. Uh, it, it's, it's not your job to understand. It's your job to trust. There are so many things that I don't understand. I'll never understand. Oldest of three children sister who was special needs and she was so special not only was she special needs anybody knows special needs they are special that word special is real there is something in them that god gives them a grace to impact lives that that non-special needs could never fill 32 years old gone too soon my brother 28 years old gone too soon I'm the oldest of three, the only one still alive. Why? I don't understand, God. Not my job to understand. 
My job to trust. What's your stuff? You've all got stuff. See, my, my, my wife doesn't know what it's like to lose a brother or sister, but she lost her father and her mother in her 30s. She was an orphan in her 30s. I can't relate to that because my mom and dad are still alive. You've got something in your life that you do not understand. Quit questioning God and just say, I don't understand, but I trust you. I'll never understand, but I'm going to trust you. I put all my faith and all my trust in you. Because Isaiah 55, 9 says, as the heavens are higher than the earth, my ways are higher than yours. My thoughts are higher than yours. And again, 2021, the Richie Hughes translation says, I'm God and you're not. I know your past. I know your present. I know your future. And I know what's best for you. So get over it and understand that my ways are higher. Put your faith and trust in me and I will take care of you. Lots of things that we don't understand. Our job is simply to trust, trust and obey, for there's no other way. Make a new start. Today, if I asked you if your glass is half full or half empty, I would hope that you would say, my glass is full and running over because I have chosen to live the life of abundance. I have chosen to give my heart to Jesus Christ. I am full. I am full. I have fullness of joy. I can't wait to get up every morning because his mercies are new every morning. I can't wait to see what God's going to do today. I can't wait to see what God's going to do tomorrow because it's the start of a new work week. I get excited. I get to drive down to RTTN every day, meet with this amazing staff. Pastor Quantel gets up here. He preaches a message. Pastor Kim gets up here and preaches a message. Pastor Kim, y'all love Pastor Kim? She speaks 2,000 words a minute. I have never seen anybody. She's amazing. Pastor Quantel, amazing man of God. Our staff, Pastor Josh, I'm not going to start because I'll leave somebody out. I'm excited. I want to encourage you. Of all the things that you don't understand, just trust. Make a new start. Choose this abundant life. Choose deliverance. Be the leper that came back and said, thank you. Today, be made whole. Be made complete. Be restored. Can you do it? I'm going to shut it down. I got more. That's one chapter out of that book. I got more, but I just feel like right now I want to pray. I feel like there's nothing more important that we could do than to pray. Today as you stand, Seth, if you'll come and play real easy. I'm going to have two responses today. We don't ever want to close a, a broadcast and I'm so thankful for those of you that are online. And if you get saved today, please chat in the chat box. Please put the word saved so we can tell you that we love you. But if you're in the house today and you've been discouraged, you've got angst, you're anxious about the start of school, about entering the fourth quarter, Q4, in your business, you're anxious about a child, you're, you don't know what to do, you, you're having a hard time trusting having a hard time believing. You just need to recommit yourself to Jesus Christ. 
You want to be that one leper that came back and said, thank you. And you want to be made whole. You want those things that you may have lost to be erased from your past. If that's you, with every head bowed and every eye closed, would you just raise your hand? Say, that's me. Hands all over. Dozens of hands. Would you take the next step and come down and let us pray for you? If you raised your hand, or if you should have raised your hand, would you take the next step and come down and let us pray for you? Thankful. Thankful that every week God sends us souls. Welcome them. Welcome these into the kingdom. Prayer team will come. Today is your day. Today is the day that you get to make a new start. Today is the day that you can receive forgiveness. Today is the day that Jesus wipes your slate clean. Tomorrow is a new day. And when you're forgiven of whatever you're forgiven of, don't go back. Stay in the fold. Trust in Jesus Christ. Put all your faith, all your hope. Get into this word and get out of the world. Don't take that L. You can do it. Prayer team, would you pray with them? For the rest of you, I want to be very intentional about what we're about to do. Again, may not be relevant to you and where you are, but you know why you're here? You're here to pray for the others that it is relevant to. Can you pray with me with that? Those of you that are going to pray, we're going to have a prayer for students. And here's the way I want to do this. I want uh, Pastor Nathan Brown. Where are you, Pastor Nathan? Come on down, please. Would you stand right over there? Raise your hand, Pastor Nathan. Pastor Nathan is our middle school director. If you are a middle school student, I want you to come down and let us bless this school year under the direction of Pastor Nathan right over there. Middle school students to my left over here with Pastor Nathan. Pastor Josh, you can't miss Pastor Josh. He is the designated hugger. Nobody loves people more than that guy. And I love him. I admire him. If you have a high schooler, this is our high school pastor. If you have a high schooler, I want you to come down, all high schoolers, and meet Pastor Josh right here in the center. And if you're a college student, Pastor Justin, where's Pastor Justin? Can you come over here to my right, please, sir? Pastor Justin Varghese is our college young adult forge pastor. I want him to be right over here. College students, advanced degree students, seminary students, master's degree students. If you are a student of any type, I want you to come down and let us pray for you. I need every prayer worker that is approved and been through our process of prayer to come down and help us pray. Every school teacher at RKSM, you are approved to pray. RSM students, you are approved to pray. Trustee members at RTTN, you are approved to pray. Those of you that are remaining, 
There is nothing more important than the next generation. Your legacy can start today praying for those that you don't even know. Stretch your hands forward toward a desired or specific group. Maybe you have a child or a grandchild down here, a niece, aunt, uh, uncle, or somebody in seminary. You, you may have a relative down here. Stretch your hands this way. Stretch your hands toward those in Athens right now, those students. God, we bless those students in Athens. Every student under the sound of my voice on the internet, through any platform on social media, we're going to pray for you. Here's what I want to do. Leaders, Pastor Justin, Pastor Josh, Pastor Nathan, three parts to this. I want us to start this way. I want us to pray over your students that God has entrusted you with for extreme favor. Say that, extreme favor. From every teacher, every administrator, every coach, from fellow students, from teammates, from all that are connected to you. You will be well-liked. You will be uncompromised. You will be unapologetically all about Jesus, but you will be loved by all. Now pray with them. 60 seconds, pray with them. Extreme favor. Extreme favor in Jesus' name. Lay hands on them. Extreme favor. Teachers. Coaches. Administrators. Jesus, 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 extreme favor, extreme favor, extraordinary favor, extreme favor, unapologetic about your love for Jesus, no fear about your faith. Jesus' name. Part two. Part two, leaders, I want you to pray this. We've asked for extreme favor. Now I want you to ask for, and, and business people, this is for you too, unusual success, the kind of success that makes people say, he ain't that good. What is going on? The success that says only God could have done that. That success makes no sense. God blessed your business when you didn't know he could bless it that way. The best grades, the best study habits, your best effort producing the best results, achievements, awards, all in such a way that only God gets the glory. You will be strangely successful. Say that, strangely successful. Acts 4 says this, others will not be able to take their eyes off you for they will know that you have been with Jesus. Unusual success. Pray for them. Stretch your hands this way. Pray for them. Pray that blessing of unusual success. Unusual success. All the glory goes to God. They would be that one leper that came back and said, Thank you. Praise you. Glory to you. Nothing that I did. No man, no woman can take credit for what God has done. It's unusual. It's strangely successful. Businesses that are not ours but are God's in Jesus' name. 
blessings that we don't deserve, that we could never earn, achievements and awards, valedictorians. I call out valedictorians. I call out honors classes and awards, and I call out scholarships, high school students, that you'll never lack for funding for college, that God will provide Jehovah Jireh will be your provider. Jesus' name. Strangely successful. MVPs, most valuable players. All conference. In Jesus' name. The third part. Leaders, look at me. The third part. The third part. Possibly the most challenging part. I need you to get a roar in the back when we start this. I need your help. 100% protection. 100% protection from the enemy. That there will be no harm. There will be no sickness. There will be no disease. We bind this virus. Jesus' name. God will prevent them from danger. He will protect them from things they don't know about. Challenges in the spirit world that they have no knowledge of. We will be victorious over those. No missed school. No interruptions. No missed ball games, concerts, school plays, events. They will have great health. No distractions. No disruptions. Jesus, kill this virus. All things are possible. Take it out. Make it strangely successful. Make it a strange disappearance that they can have a normal, educational, enjoyable process. Give my kid a normal school year, God. Let them have in-class learning. Protect them. Let them go to school plays and concerts and ball games. Let them have the experience that I had in school, an enjoyable experience, an experience of preparation for life that they need. In Jesus' name. Bless businesses. May your business grow this year. May Q4 be your best quarter of the year. In Jesus' name. Start here. Go anywhere. May get every student, every leader, every student, every leader, if you'll look right here, I'm going to close this down. I want to honor and thank you that stayed and prayed. This is how strongholds are broken. This is how success is set up by people praying like you've done today. Look at me. This year, you will have extreme favor, unusual success. I declare 100% protection for everyone under, under the sound of my voice. If you're online, extreme favor, unusual success, and 100% Protection. I boldly declare it in Jesus' name. Who wants to have the best school year you've ever had? Raise your hand. Stretch your hands this way. Pray for them. The best school year you've ever had in Jesus' name. Do you claim it? Do you receive it? Let's pray. Lord, we thank you. We seal this today.
with your promises of yes and amen. God, we will be obedient because we know obedience is greater than sacrifice. God, we claim your promise. We claim this proclamation, this declaration. God, we will be extremely favored, unusually successful, and 100% protected. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Listen, I want to pray for you today. I believe this message is bringing uh, a strengthening to your faith. In fact, some of you have needs today in your life, and I want to pray for God to meet those needs. If you need healing, I want you to know that Christ Jesus is a healer. If you need provision, I want you to know that your God is a provider. Whatever you have need of today, nothing is too big and nothing is too small for God to meet it. Father, we thank you today for every man and woman that are watching this broadcast. I pray today for those who have needs in their life. They need you to heal them, Lord. They need provision. They need strength. Many of them need to be freed from depression and heaviness. And I just ask in Christ's name today that the power of your precious Holy Spirit would come up on them wherever they are, break every yoke, meet every need. Jesus, you're a miracle worker. And by faith, we thank you that the power of God is working in their life right now, turning everything around in Jesus' name, amen. Friend, we love you. We can't wait to see you next week on this broadcast. Until then, we're praying for you. You're in our hearts and we'll see you soon. God bless.